0: Thanks for tuning in to Starting Eleven on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, the English Premier League, pro tennis tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon on patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey guys, it's Justin, a.k.a. Hambone, just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. Little as a dollar. You can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Starting 11, the Soccer Recap Show here on the Let's Get Ready Network, and this is our last World Cup episode, Snark.
2: Oh my gosh, it feels like it's been an entire month covering the World Cup.
1: (laughs) Just just an incredibly long time. Mm. Matt Munoz, our buddy, is here too, and we're going to recap the World Cup final today, and then at the end, Snark and I are going to make some predictions on the first two rounds back of the Premier League um but it's hard, crazy to think that that's starting again on monday um but uh let's talk about the world cup final it might be the best game of football i've ever seen
2: i think that's what the announcer even was saying uh uh on the stream that this is uh, as uh, might be the best game of football I've ever played i think that is you know it's recency bias and stuff like oh, that but maybe you know, the most entertaining game at such a high level ever. Yeah. Uh, I would say that for sure. Like, with the most stakes and just the uh, individual performances, what like, what more could Mbappe have done? Yeah. Uh, uh, Messi just proved how magic he actually is, uh, maybe cementing himself as the greatest player who's ever played the game. Uh, that'll be up for you know, people not as you know dumb as me to decide. But I would say right now, by far, uh, like it, well, when you consider, a lot of people put Maradona in the conversation, especially as for Argentines and stuff. Some people always there's always going to be the guys that want to talk shit, and they'll say, well, you know, he's not even the best Argentine player. You know, Maradona plays. Maradona was an excellent player. Messi has twice as many goals. As Maradona, twice as many goals and l- less games. So yeah, uh, I don't. I think there's no question who the better player was. Uh, but yeah, it was it was certainly a thrilling final. It was a fantastic tournament. There were so many upsets in the lead up. Uh, individual performances like there were star making performances. There was huge letdowns from teams and players. Matt, what did you think of watching the uh, World Cup along
0: with us? Oh, man, it was awesome. It was the first time I really, like, actually tuned into more than maybe, like, five, ten minutes of a game or something. So I actually watched, like, probably hmm, five or six full matches, I think. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, but that final was something else, though. It was just so crazy. Like, who would think they're going to wait 75 minutes to come back and score, and then they're going to do it again (laughs) a minute later? Get the fuck out of here. Like, oh man, that was crazy.
2: And what a, that second, that tying goal was amazing. No, yeah. Uh, uh, I thought the, uh, the penalty or whatever, you know, it was, it was soft and you could see the dive and stuff like that. But, uh, Di Maria was caught. I thought that penalty was kind of light as well. Yeah. So I think they both kind of even themselves out. I thought the Polish referee did a fantastic job. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and he sh- wasn't the story. If you, uh, if you look at the French press, he's the story, he's the story. but <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're going to, Oh, guess what guys, the French are going to find a reason to complain. So it's what it's, you know, it's what it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I thought, yeah, that, that second Mbappe goal is amazing. The second, the second Argentine goal, that little flick that Messi yep. does to get it up to, M- to McAllister there. And then, uh, in for Di Maria, incredible. Uh, yeah. The way that uh, uh, Messi scores the the go ahead goal in extra time with yeah, the okay. guy in the box and the for some reason the the assistant linesman putting the offside flag up for a second yeah like, and the ref just pointed the spot I was like what are you what are you doing yeah. it was it was yeah. nowhere close it was nowhere close yeah. um, I guess the guy was just getting a little uh, a little eager or whatever for some reason but uh, you could see like uh, I was wondering like well, I remember when we were watching it, thinking right away, it's a goal. That's a goal. That's in. And then I started like, oh, where is it? Because I saw the guy in. uh, Then I saw the guy in the uh, in the net. So it's like, oh, did he did he block and then fall in? It's like, no, he was like two feet in the net. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He played deeper than the goalie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And then Martinez again for the penalty kicks, showing his goddamn quality there. I think that you know. I think that's like those motion goalies, like for penalty kicks, where he's moving back for it, back and forth, and he's always moving. I think Argentina figures it out and says, "Just shoot, just shoot straight." Yeah. These guys have momentum going one way; they're not going to stay in the same spot, so they're going to go one way, one way. But everyone wants to go to yeah, the well,
0: France to, wants the, to, right to right the right of the keeper. Yeah, every time, every yeah. time. Like, yeah. Go straight.
2: Go straight. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Shimaney at the end I mean, figured it out, but it was too late.
1: Yeah. Emmy uh, Martinez is kind of renowned for his uh shithousery on the uh-huh. And you gotta,
0: and love, the, you gotta love the you gotta love the shoulder.
2: <laughs> the shoulder shaking. The well, shimming.
0: Speaking of goalies, he had a hand on almost every ball that got through. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. he wasn't lacking, he wasn't slacking that game.
2: It was a fantastic job. Fantastic yeah, job. Fantastic. Uh, does any of the, uh, let's go back. Let's like the, the tournament as a whole. Is there any performances, anything like that, that stood out to you, Adelia? I had a couple, aside from just the final and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Um, hmm. I thought, uh, Wojciech Szczesny was very good, uh, in the Polish game against Argentina, the penalty save on Messi. He was excellent. Um, he was he was probably my goalkeeper of the tournament while he Poland was still in the tournament, but you know as it went on, Emmy Martinez ended up winning the Gold Glove and I thought that was very deserving. Um, the Moroccans, like what can you say about the Moroccans? They were yes, incredible of in this tournament, and um, it just I can't single out one player on the Moroccan team. Ziyech was very good, Hakimi was very good, uh, and Nezri up front, Nezri. header like. Bono uh, and Ned, yeah.
2: I like you had, Ned. you had you had as your top goalkeeper. I would have said Bono. I thought he was incredible as well uh, for a team that didn't just didn't allow any goals yeah. until it was yeah. you know it was time to you know pay the piper for how far they got, which is incredible. No African team ever making it to a semifinal before the Moroccans. So congrats to them. Uh, I got a couple, a couple of guys uh, I know. Uh, just from individual performances in the run-up, uh, like uh, Kudos for Ghana, I thought was very good. He had a really good game against Korea. Uh, Valencia for Ecuador had a heck of a tournament as well. Uh, Gakpo for the Swiss, and he's gonna he's gonna get paid. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so those are just kind of those little things. that I hope people don't forget that happen. And uh, so Argentina. Lost a match
0: this year yeah. to yeah. Saudi Arabia. It's mind blowing to think about it in retrospect. I mean, they have so much grass out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, at the beginning of this tournament, when that happened, could could I have foreseen Argentina uh, buckling down and just? And winning this thing, there was no chance. I had was, zero confidence in that.
1: It was very much this Spain in 2010 kind of thing. Lose the first match, get a wake-up call, <clears> and <throat> buckle down and get the job done. Argentina did it with a bit more flair than the Spanish this maybe did in 2010. More yeah. goals, but same sort of thing. Argentina now the second team ever to lose their opening match and win the World Cup.
2: Yeah, but never to a team like Saudi Arabia. Something yeah. like, yeah. oh, my gosh. I unbelievable. Still,
1: snark, I still can't believe that happened.
2: <laughs>
1: nope. I can't. It's unbelievable. It makes no sense.
2: Yeah, unbelievable. And they were up there up 1-0 off of the penalty kick again from Messi and stuff like and that. And I then just decided not really, to play defense.
1: They had like three or four goals called back for offside in that yep. game. Like, it's in, it's astounding to me that they lost that game.
2: Incredible. And then Saudi Arabia, after that, just decides they're going to play flop football and just drop to the ground every time anybody was near them and just totally derail their entire game. And maybe they'll learn from it. They don't have to do it. Uh, But, yeah, uh, it was uh, good for them. Good for them to be the only team to beat the world champions at uh, at the World Cup. Do you have a favorite match? Like let's say not the final. The final obviously incredible. It's it's one for the ages.
1: Hmm, that's tough.
0: You know, that um I'll go ahead. Oh, Matt. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I was just going to say we're talking about Messi, we're talking about Mbappe, but the one yep. name that stood out to me in this tournament was Voot. <laughs> you got to watch out <laughs> the for lind- fucking Voot. Yeah,
1: Voot of course from the Netherlands. That leads me into the game that I was actually about to choose for this, which is that Argentina uh, Netherlands game uh-huh. in the quarterfinals. Uh, that was something uh, that just collapsed at the end of regular time by Argentina to get it to, and the Dutch coming back through Voot yeah, to get Root. it, and that 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 goal with the ball going underneath the wall because they didn't have yeah. the guy laying behind it, like
2: smart. That, that was so smart.
1: Yeah. So smart. Um, it still but, uh, seems so
2: weird to have the ball under underneath Martinez. It was strange. It was a very strange goal to look at, but smart. Good. It was, smart, good at, it was them smart. keeping their heads up. Voot, uh, there it is for sure. Uh, <laughs> like mine. Like I had a couple, and just in my head, I had the um, uh, Serbia Cameroon game.
1: That was a good. That one. was
2: three all or whatever. It's just back and forth, and the. Cameroon manager going crazy. Uh, that same day, I think it was the same day, Ghana and Korea played that three-two game. That was a good where, game too. Yeah, where Ghana was up by two, and Korea comes back, scores those other two, and then uh, uh, Ghana gets the winner. But just the the look on that one—they had the the camera on that one fan, and you could oh. see the entire arc of human emotion in this guy within, within 90 minutes it was crazy it was fantastic and of course when um, japan beat germany yeah unbelievable it was unbelievable and well worth it i don't, you know and lots of teams beat the belgians and stuff like that so like like there's teams like and lots of teams beat uh germany is like they didn't qualify and stuff like that so I don't know if you can call them upsets and stuff like that anymore, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun to see results like that, uh, and now we got to wait another four years, where hopefully stadiums have already been built. Uh, hopefully we w- Hopefully we won't have to uh, put, uh, you know. 100 or 200 workers into a warehouse with uh, one toilet and uh, use the same water for your toilet as you do as for your kitchen. But hopefully that doesn't happen in the next World Cup and there's right. thousands of people dead. Yeah. Let's hope.
1: I, it, I think I think we're okay there. Uh, well, I've been I to Toronto. Very- I've been
2: to Toronto. You know, it's 50-50. <laughs>
1: Um, I am grateful that I will hopefully never have to see another positive visit Qatar commercial again. Like I hated every second of those. Like, I don't
2: think I ever watched one. I'm, I think I'm, I can, I can you, honestly I say I don't, I don't remember ever seeing it. I don't think they, they showed them here on, in Canada.
1: They were on like every commercial break on Fox. Yeah. I, like.
2: heard, I heard that there was like this whole thing with, uh, uh, David Beckham, uh, like talking about all the things he loves to do in Qatar or something like that. I don't know. There's
1: probably something like that. Sure, pal. Uh, Um, but yeah,
2: I never saw any of those.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. uh, I am. I never want to think about the, um, Qatari whole like experience and everything of this tournament in a, shimmery, positive manner again. Like, there was nothing <laughs> positive about this at all. The football Besides,
2: was great. Yeah, aside from the field. Aside from what happened on, on the,
1: the field. the field, fantastic. Everything yeah. else about this tournament sucked.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. too bad. Except the fans, right? The fans were pretty the, great.
1: The fans were pretty great.
0: Yeah, they were sober.
1: Yeah, they were sober.
2: That helped. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. You didn't have any, you know, any reports of hooliganism. I can tell you that. I never heard anything that. A especially when England's going up against France, and you don't hear about any of the violence going on around outside. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Can't complain about that. Yeah. Now, Matt, I guess all of us. This is our first time ever doing watch-alongs uh, on the network. first time doing watch-alongs for anything. Did you guys like doing them? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: just a little early in the morning
2: <laughs> I was gonna say I liked him, but uh you know at least yeah seven o'clock in the morning to watch uh, to be up and ready to talk about a football game would be uh, yeah would be a little yeah. much to do most of the time at least yeah and there's another bonus we're getting uh we're getting the next World cup at half decent hours of the day. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we won't be uh, we won't be up that early anymore. Uh, I'm not sure what time. Yeah. This is our (laughs) gift to you. Uh, I think I think the matches are like eleven o'clock, two o'clock, and five o'clock or something like that for the World Cup. Yeah,
1: I don't know that there's going to be four matches in a day in the next World Cup either. That was a lot during the group stage. Mm -hmm. And.
2: It was a lot of fun to watch. So so many hamstring injuries. You could see people like I think it was just too much. It's too much, guys. But FIFA gets their money, and more importantly, the guys who run the football federations get their money, Uh, which is all that really counts when you think about it. That's where the money should go. Matt Munoz. Yes. Thanks for joining us for the World Cup, buddy. Anything you want to plug while you're still here?
0: Uh, Check me out on Entertainment News Break on Tuesdays. Sometimes I pop in there. And uh, you can find me on my channel. It's just Matt Munoz, but probably easier to look up the show, Talking Smack with Matt. Find me there.
2: Smack Talker.
1: (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Matt. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks for joining me for the watch-alongs, too, because those were a lot of fun.
0: All righty. Great
2: job,
1: buddy. Bye Matt. So now the World Cup's over. That's it. And so of course we get a week yeah. of just nothing. And then Monday, Boxing Day for some, is the Premier League's back.
2: It's back. Uh, it's it yeah, it's it'll be like it never left. Because it's going to be running for almost two straight weeks, a match yeah. almost every day. Uh, I yeah. think it takes a Thursday off for some reason. Yeah,
1: lots of matches coming up. Yeah,
2: um,
1: there's before much. we delve into uh, predictions. Let me just say, next Monday, the twenty-sixth, uh, or next week, on um, there will be no starting eleven next week. Nope. Uh, we will be <laughs> back on January third, recording it the second, but we will be back on January third. Um, for uh, the next episode of Starting Eleven. Uh, get a little holiday break in there while we absorb the restart of the Premier League because if we recorded when we normally record next week, we'd be talking about one day of matches and not everyone would have played and it wouldn't make any sense.
2: It made no sense to talk about it. Yeah. T- to be fair, for us to do this, we have to talk about a lot of matches. But yeah. right now, because it's... You know, it's up in the air. It's whatever. First thing we should talk about uh, before we do. Uh, not everybody in the uh, in the Premier League uh, had players come out unscathed from yeah. the World Cup. I'm looking specifically at you, Adelia. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you heard any news on Gabby Jesus?
1: Uh, Gabriel Jesus, I believe, is out for three months at least. Yeah, and that's a it's a big blow. Um, Eddie and Kedia will probably be leading the line. Um, I imagine we'll bring somebody else in in January, just because I don't know who backs up Eddie and Kedia. Um I I like Eddie a lot. I think Eddie is a good player. I, he's not the level of Gabriel Jesus, and I'm a little concerned. But Gabriel Jesus hadn't scored in like eight matches or something before we let into the World Cup, so. I also feel like we're capable of performing and winning without goals from necessarily the striker. So,
2: it's something that I've, we've been talking about on the show, where Arsenal's in a position where they don't have to depend on strikers. They can they get goals from all over the pitch. Yeah. Uh, the problem is because they push so far forward, at some point somebody's going to realize, and they're going to they're going to playing the ball over them but uh, it hasn't happened yet and you know we're this far into the season so uh, whatever yeah, they're doing every, is working.
1: Everybody's also just had a month to analyze how everybody else in the league has been playing this whole yep. season. So I feel like we're gonna get an entirely different uh, league when we come back.
2: It's gonna be it's going be very interesting. Uh, as for Chelsea Armando Broa uh, tore his knee apart. In a friendly against, uh, I think it was Villa in uh, in the UAE, and he's done for the year. Uh, so our never-ending quest for strikers continued. Um, and poor bro, like he, he's an academy kid. He's a he's Chelsea through and through. He's finally getting his chance with the first team. Um, and a big kid, like you'd like to see him succeed.ed He, he has flashes where you can see he has that that in him or whatever to, to press ahead but I don't think the confidence to do it so he, he wasn't quite ready for any kind of starting position and stuff like that yet but uh, he had a couple of starts so it was good for him you could see the improvement but now he's he's going to have to lose a spot again especially when he comes back because whoever we sign I'm doubt we're doing it for a little bit because we're fucking not signing Ronaldo <laughs> I can tell you that no way there's no way that's happening Please I, God, there's no way.
1: If I was a team owner, I don't care if it's in Saudi Arabia or not, I'm not touching signing Ronaldo.
2: Saudi Arabia would sign him, no problem. They I know, would have no problem. I,
1: I know they have no problem because they've already talked about how they'd have no problem signing him. But like if you went to like somebody that like if they want him to go down there and, and just like practice every once in a while and come on for 15 minutes and score a couple of goals, that because that's what he can do down there. Great, yep. but like I wouldn't want him on Arsenal. I, I know you don't want him on Chelsea. Like, I don't know any team in the Premier League that would want him there. Real Madrid, he's training at Real Madrid. They've already said, no, we're not signing you either. Like, I just don't think he has many options as to where to go.
2: Yeah, it's what you get when uh, you've put yourself before your team for so long. But, anyways, that's fine. Let's get to predicting. Let's, uh, Adelia, it's time to get our predicting hats on. Uh, okay. So Boxing Day, or as you Yanks call it, December 26th.
1: Yeah.
2: I, is that a Monday this year? It's a Monday. Oh, my gosh. Well, oh, I'm going to start with this. I think it's Brentford. Did you hear that the uh, the guy who owns the Golden Knights in the NHL, yeah. I believe, is buying Brentford?
1: Not Brentford, Bournemouth.
2: Oh, is he oh, Bournemouth? So he's going to buy a team? Yeah, he's going to buy a team that isn't going to... Well, you can hope he likes them in the uh, the Champions League, because he's not going to be playing in the, ch- the yeah the cha- no sorry the championship because he isn't playing in the uh, Premiership for long, but that's yeah. fine. So we got bees, we got Spurs. This I, is I mean, in London, it's
1: Obviously. in London. Not that like yeah. Obviously, it's at it's at Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll go with Spurs. I don't want to, but I just – I think Spurs are better than Brentford, so.
2: So you think Harry Kane's heartache is going to – he's going to get over it and he isn't going to be crying when he gets oh, off the Oh, I pitch? think
1: the Brentford fans are going to let him have it, and we'll see how he responds. Yeah. But I think the rest of the Spurs be- team is better than the Brentford team. <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe n- maybe not the best to have that first game on the road if you're Harry Kane. But mm-hmm. I agree. I think uh, I think they could beat the uh, Brentford, even though Brentford hasn't played too poorly. No, Brentford's
1: uh, been decent this year, but I think Spurs wins.
2: Yeah, here's an interesting one: Palace and Fulham. Palace was doing better towards the end of the year, not so much at the beginning. Yeah, Fulham what should have a healthy Mitrovic.
1: I've been oddly impressed with Fulham. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not expecting this from Fulham this year, and I think they're in the top 10 still in the mm-hmm. standings. Um, I'm going to go Fulham. I know Fulham. Yeah. Like, I know it's at Palace, but I'm going to go with Fulham.
2: I was thinking the same thing. Now, with Mitrovic being healthy again, uh, if he wants to impose his will, I don't see any way that Palace is going to be able to stop him. Uh, Everton versus the Wolverhampton
1: Wanderers. Um, this is going to be Wolves' first game, really, with the manager, right, Lopetegui?
2: I thought didn't he get the one in before? But yeah, either way, Lopetegui's there, and now, and he's had a month. month. He's had a month with players. Um, it's not like too many other went to the World Cup.
1: I have not been impressed with Everton at all so far this year. I'm gonna go with Wolves. Let's see, let's see what Lopetegui can get them to do.
2: All right. I'm going to go with uh, Everton at home. Yeah, it's just that the Wolves have been so bad. They've been pretty bad. Yeah. And, you know, God, I just want Frank Lampard to keep his job. Uh, Lester, Newcastle. Newcastle. One of the, maybe the best story of the Premier League so far.
1: Yeah, they've definitely been a surprise. Uh, playing very well, Eddie Howe doing a great job. So
2: fantastic, fantastic job. I'm agreeing with you there. Brighton and Southampton, the Saints, they're going to come marching in.
1: Southampton's got the new manager, but Brighton was doing really well with their new manager prior to the break. Someone go with Brighton.
2: This is one I'm going to call a draw. Okay. Villa. Villa, versus Liverpool.
1: Liverpool.
2: Do I trust anybody on Liverpool enough? Nunez had not a not a bad World Cup. Yep, I can. Yep, okay. Liverpool. I think you're right. Arsenal versus West Ham. Arsenal. Where are they playing this match? Hmm, that could make a at difference. The they're playing at oh, they're playing at, at the Emirates. Is that where Arsenal plays? Yes. Hmm. Well, I think you may be right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a flyer on Arsenal beating frigging West Ham.
1: If we don't Jeez. beat West Ham, I'll be very <laughs>
2: concerned. Mm. Uh Chelsea versus the aforementioned AFC Burnmail
1: uh Chelsea
2: Got to hope so but uh yeah we got to be we gotta be able to beat them with no matter who we got maybe Raheem Sterling is going to come back with some kind of renewed vigor maybe Hakim Ziyech is going to find a way onto the squad maybe
1: they should they who should knows. play him after the way he played at the World Cup they should They but.
2: should I think at least, if not, play him again just to boost his sell value because yeah. it sure looks like he's going to go to uh, it sure looks like he's going to go to uh, to AC Milan, which is unfortunate. But you know he's climbing over all these other guys that you know between Tuchel and what Graham Potter's done and bully and everything that happened with the old regime and stuff like that. It's such a jumbled mess. Everything needs to just get sorted out. It's going to cost money and we're going to be a laughingstock for a bit but it'll get turned around for at some point. <laughs> um, all right. Man you and Nottingham Forest. Man United. This is at Old Trafford and I think you're right. And you know, I like to pick Forest every once in a while. It just doesn't really work out for me, but I'm not going to do that this time. Uh, Leeds, Man City.
1: Boy, I this wonder. Is, uh, yeah. Man City.
2: This is on the, the 28th of December. This is, the, this is the Wednesday game, I believe, for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have stuck it into a Tuesday, yeah, but whatever.
1: Yeah, it's weird. This, yeah. this the whole way this schedule is is just weird.
2: Bizarre. It's a bizarre. West Ham versus Brentford after that. Another London Derby.
1: Brentford, well, I think.
2: Yeah. I will never count on West Ham for anything, Sir Jerks. Liverpool and Leicester.
1: Liverpool. I don't trust Leicester. They were playing better, but I don't trust them.
2: This would be a few wins in a row for liverpool right if i said that they won but they're at home Uh, i'm going with you with that okay good now you picked wolverhampton before now will you pick them at home versus manchester united
1: no okay (laughs) It's one thing to play Everton; it's another thing to play Man United.
2: Uh, I don't trust. Like, menu has been better. I,
1: I'm really interested to see how menu responds with um, Ronaldo no longer there. I have a feeling that it will be better.
2: Yeah. I guess such young guys and talented guys, and the Brazilians had an extra week and something off. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, yeah. So I want man you as well. Uh, Burnmouth versus Palace. Will you disrespect Patrick Vieira?
1: I'll go draw on that one.
2: Okay. Nice. I'm taking Palace. Who have played better, athlete? Yes. Fulham, Southampton. This is at Craven's Cottage.
1: Fulham. I just don't know what really there is on that Southampton team for this new manager to work with. Yeah, um, that can be a team that's been playing as well as Fulham has. So we
2: can wait. We'll wait a week because this is a all the New year's Eve uh, uh, schedule that we're talking about right now this slate in um, the transfer window will open almost immediately after these uh, games are finished yeah. uh, man city everton city yeah sit the Eddie had poor everton but who knows man city's drop points to at weird times Castle, Leeds, Newcastle shouldn't be a shouldn't be a surprise to anybody if Newcastle beats Leeds at home. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, shouldn't be a surprise Brighton and Arsenal. Arsenal, wait, are you saying that Arsenal's going to win on the road versus mighty Brighton? I am. I'm, I'm saying that as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now for our New Year's day hanging over enjoyment <laughs> we got we got Forest and Chelsea uh,
1: Chelsea
2: I'm gonna take them to um, maybe doing a watch along if anybody's uh, you know... S- finished with the praying to the porcelain god or whatever they have to do in the morning. I'll be I'll be up with you guys. Uh Spurs and Villa. Spurs. Yeah, fuck I hate saying that though, right? God I hate damn.
1: it I hate it, but
2: the words taste like ashes in my mouth. Yeah. And the last one and we'll then, cover.
1: Even though it's not part of these two rounds of fixtures. Mm-hmm the yes,
2: because we won't be here yeah. we'll be recording after but this will be the day we record we get Brentford we got Liverpool we got Liverpool I'm gonna go for a draw okay that'd be just to be difficult just to be friggin difficult
1: okay
2: well there you go we're back
1: we're,
2: we're back. back just in time for a
1: break we're back talking about the Premier League Just to take a week off yeah. uh, Thank you to everyone Who joined us for the World Cup coverage I hope you stick around for the Premier League Coverage for the rest of the season uh, Thank you to Matt For joining us earlier And uh, Snark, anything you want to say? Plug, anything?
2: I want to say uh, Happy holidays to everybody And I hope You uh, uh, you all enjoy yourselves over the course of the next couple weeks leading into the new year. Hope everyone has a safe new year and hope to see you New Year's Day for when we're back. Uh, Hopefully doing some watch alongs with Chelsea Forest and look forward to seeing what the what should amount to be another bananas transfer window in Germany, because there's a lot of teams that need a lot of stuff, especially after World Cup with injuries.
1: This transfer window might be the busiest January transfer window we've seen in a very long time. It's crazy. It's going to be insane. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, I, I echo your sentiment. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, so far this year. I hope you have a safe and wonderful holidays, whatever you're celebrating. And uh we will see you on uh, January 3rd. Bye. <laughs>